Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And yeah. books are sexy. Are ready to drink? Yes. Are you ready to drink? Yeah. Brett, are you ready to drink? Let's drink. <laughs> Drinking's fun. I'll try not to screw this name up so much like I did last time. We that are... does not say Versace. <laughs> <laughs> this is Louis Metero. 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 <laughs> um, it's a grand... Mouton, Mouton, Mountain, Extra Brut, Method Traditionnel, which Amanda always likes. Uh, it is from France. From where? France. <laughs> and it's white sparkling wine. Oh, we're getting fancy because it's August now. Yes, France. Yes. France. Champagne from France. All right. Can you put it? Oh! Woo! <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> Nice. It this time. Lick your hand. Uh, we'll keep it classy. Keep it classy. Like halfway classy. Yeah. Like a little bit. I'm classy. willing to like look up spilled champagne. There we go. Ellen, I think that's enough for you. Rachel, don't even. Good job. All right. Cheers. Happy August. Cheers. Boom. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. We're here today. Rachel and I are here today. We're here with... um, Brett, who is our new school, wait, what's your title again? School Sales She's and gonna Support. Edit this. She's going to edit this out. School Sales and Support. I'm not editing that. Yes, you are. No. I knew, I knew, I didn't know the order. If it we was, had so many good ideas. We just we struggled. did. She, we had so many. There's lots of good <laughs> I wanted Ministry of Magic, but. I said that that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still open to it, but right now, school sales and support. Works we had lots of ideas, lots of alliteration. I was just confused. I knew it was sales and support, but I didn't know if it was support. I couldn't remember the order. So anyway, we are so thrilled to have Britt on staff. She uh, ha- is a career teacher, getting her PhD, and she is so passionate about teachers and about education and books, and um, she's going to make our efforts to support schools that much greater so welcome brett thanks i'm so excited to be here welcome. Hey. all right well we're gonna get into all things brit in a little bit but let's talk about what we're reading right now so brett i know you picked up a couple of recent releases lately tell us about them yeah i kind of have like a wide variety of things but a couple things that came out in july that were our recent releases i wanted to check out so first i read acts of violet um, it is by Margarita Montemore, and she was the author of Una Out of Order, um, and it came out in July, so you can find it here in our store right now. Um, so this is a multi-genre mystery, you're, um, which is kind of fun. Um, it breaks up the reading, so you're going to see emails from people. You're going to see a podcast script. You're going to see like 
cool. traditional fiction. It's all kind of mixed together. But the premise is Violet Volk is a magician and she disappeared 10 years ago. And they don't know if she's still alive somewhere, if she's going to come back, if it was all a ruse or if she's dead. And so someone's decided to make a podcast on this. And now the family's getting drudged up back into this drama again. Um, it's one of those multi-points of view books. So you get to see everybody's perspective. And the whole time you're wondering what really happened here with Violet. So it's a good kind of traditional fiction mystery kind of combo. So, And I read this one a couple months ago. And I think it's also, so like you mentioned, Brett, it is 10 years ago. So she is one of the largest big name female magicians and there's a lot of focus on her. So the town is having this big whole, like, you know, 10 year remembrance anniversary thing. So it's bringing even more attention on the family, which the sister does not care for at all. Yeah. It's kind of like a cold case files type of situation where like they're bringing it back up and the family's having to relive their trauma a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I like these books that are told in those different um, forms too. You know, I'm thinking of like Daisy Jones and the Six, some and some others. I think that they make it, they break up the reading in a way that's like really yeah. digestible for a lot of people. I used to recommend this style a lot to my struggling readers, yep. uh, middle and high school. That Illuminae series was always really popular because of that, and it had like different types of genres to to break it up. So, yeah, it's I saw it on our shelves in our general fiction section. It's a great little book, pretty purple cover. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so much come in and check it out. Yeah, and then I also read a new release. It's a debut novel by Allison B. Hart called The Work Wife. And what I what was intriguing about this book when I was checking it out um, was that it takes place over the course of a single day. Ooh, I like that. And you hear from three different people at a Hollywood mansion, and you know a scandal's about to happen during an event, but you don't know what it's going to be. So you're kind of on pins and needles to figure out who's going to instigate this scandal. And you hear from one of the staff at the Hollywood mansion, the wife of the Hollywood producer, and a scorned former employee. And you don't really know what's going to happen throughout the book, but it brings up some kind of themes from the news. Like um, there's just about like privilege and wealth and protecting women. And it's it's really interesting little um story and it was a fast read it was kind of like a one sitting type of book so um if you're looking for something just fun for the end of summer like sit on a patio have a cocktail Mm -hmm. read an easy book the work wife by allison b hart is a good one like it awesome i like the cover too it Mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of the cover of mary jane yeah 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 Yeah. or the uk cover of malibu rising yeah yeah Yes, and for all my YA fans, I'm really pushing um, Roxy by Neil and Jared <gasps> Schusterman. Ooh, I wanted to read that. Yes, I just read that one. It is a very new release. In fact, I um, I know we had someone kind of eyeing it the other day here in the shop. It's a beautiful purple cover too, but it is told from the perspective of a twin brother and sister, and you're told on page one, one of them dies, and it's really about addiction. And then every other chapter is told from the perspective of a different drug. So we've got Addison, which is Adderall, and we've got Roxy, which is Oxy, and you've got Mary Jane, which is marijuana, and you've got Al, who's alcohol. And they are saying what they often do to teenagers who are trying to self-medicate, like what benefits and what dangers. So they're like, 
I'm at this party and um, they're going to drink me and they're going to be able to talk to this girl. But also, and they kind of show the perspective of what that substance is doing to the teenager's symptom uh, system. Because you know all along that someone's not going to make it. You're kind of waiting and looking for those hints of danger. And you're on bated breath because you really like both characters. Both characters are pretty sympathetic. And you don't know which one is going. Not until the end. And it's really great. And it really shows how easily different things can happen. I felt like it was a a very realistic and um, empathetic portrayal of addiction amongst young people. So it was a good book. And the Schustermans love to write a good dystopian Mm -hmm. kind of bendy reality book. Um, I used to teach the book dry. So I was a big fan. Loved it. Yeah, I'm a fan too. And, you know, I had um, a former student of mine who's going into 11th grade, read Roxy recently. She came in the store and bought it and she came back and told me it was the best book she's ever read. So, and, and, you know, this wasn't a kid who was, who was reading a lot. And she said, she's going to start like it's, she's rediscovering her love of reading. And that book was sort of like. The figurative language was pretty unreal. Um, You, especially the chapters told from the perspective of the substances you really kind of bend your mind and you have to slow down and be like whoa I like what they're doing here and you kind of stop and think about the perspective of I think it could be a very teachable book but I think that it really hits reality at the same time so it was fun to read it was a good story and it it was some great writing I have to say so probably one of the best YA books I've read in a while wow yeah what are you reading Ray Ray um, so I'll just talk, I just finished, uh, Final Seaplane on Approach, which The Seaplane on Final Approach. Did I say Final Seaplane on Approach? <laughs> the champagne is hitting hard. I know, I just, like, spilled some all over my oh, legs. Oh, no! So. You can't <laughs> even lick it off your right I, know, I know, I'm so fancy. Um, yeah, The Seaplane on Final appro- Approach, I can't talk, um, by Rebecca Rekeiser. It was so good. Ellen right. talked about this one on the podcast a few weeks ago, um, I did not really know what to expect going into it, but it was a super quick read. It was, it was just a perfect all around book. I yeah, it's amazing because it was written in such a quick, witty style that gave you perspectives of her coming of age while also like showing like snippets of well, when I was um, like a future moment, like her discussing about how it impacted her in the future, certain things, um, and then I really liked how she would describe what she pictured and imagined other people's lives who were revolving around her at this time, like ending up like, so it was super, super good. I recommend anyone to read it. And then I also just, so I have good taste is what you're saying. I'll give you this one. (laughs) Um, just this once. I also finished the daughter of Dr. Moreau by Mm. Sylvia Morena Garcia. At first I wasn't sure how I was feeling about it, but I loved it. It was so good. She's getting a lot of buzz about this book. It finished so strong. And she's a hell of a, yeah. Oh my God, her writing's insane, and that's mostly why I stuck with it. Because at first I was just like, "Oh man, is this gonna pick up?" Like, no, no, no. But that just seems to kind of be her mo when, with writing, because at least yeah. that's how I felt in the last book too. Um, but it was so, like, so so good. And then I started um, the Book of Gothel by Mary McMinn. Mine. And then yeah, I we went... talked about that last week. Yeah, and I'm saying go- it's not Gothel because um, I'm listening to it on audio. It's like Godel or Gotel. Hmm. Because it's a very, it's German, like super, super oh, German. Wow. One of those European names. Yes. I know nothing what that is And like. I still can't pin it down even though I've been listening to it. And then I'm also reading Island Time by Georgia Clark. 
So a little mix. Nice. Mm. I'm reading the same damn book I was reading last week. <laughs> but to be fair, I, I mean, it's been out of town, so I've been yeah. working extra hard. And then I was gone all weekend seeing Brandy Carlisle, which was Aww. super important. Brandy, bitch. Yeah, it was such a good concert. Such a good concert. And you went up to Minneapolis for that? I did. Yeah, it was insane. I love Long. Minneapolis. One of your friends stopped by the store who lives up in the Twin Cities. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and she's like, every Aww, time. switchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we switch. Last time I was in Twin Cities, too, I texted her. Yeah. We were in the bookstore, too, and I was like, hey, you want to meet up at some bookstores? She's like, I'm in Ames. <laughs> and then I like told her it's going to be in, in uh, Twin Cities this weekend. She's like, yeah, I'm going to Ames. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I laughed. I was like, oh, I remember Ellen talking about you, but she was really nice. She bought some books. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. Shout out. It to was busy in the store this weekend. It was, yeah. busy. Oh my it, was gosh. it was insane with sidewalk sales and just students are kind of coming back and we're mm-hmm. on the tail end of orientations and talk yeah. to a lot of students, a lot of first timers, yeah. a lot of people that were like visiting town. Yeah. It was and the nice. Iowa games, which are not just the Iowa games anymore. Cause they got opened up to like a lot of the Midwest states, mm-hmm. um, but formerly the Iowa games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just looking at like the state of things, doing the reorder from everything. Yeah. That's all this yeah. Weekend. I could tell we had was, a good weekend. Yeah. I was handing people display books on Saturday afternoon. So it was yeah. busy. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm reading Venomous Lump Supper. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm almost done with it. It's, it's so good. Go check out the photo of Ellen as a Venomous Lump Sucker. It yeah. is pretty good. <laughs> now I want to read it. And I had no idea it existed before. It's so. really sharp. Like, when it's I a saw, really funny, sharp, witty book. When I saw it come in, I was like, ooh, just from the cover alone. And then I read it. I'm like, this looks really good. Yeah. And there's just some very, like, astute observations. But they're delivered in these very, like, quick-witted, you know, short bursts. And you're like, oh, my God, that is so true. I like a sassy book. It's I so do. Sassy. I like a sassy. I like a sassy book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of the things they talk about, uh, I should have brought, brought the book today because I dog this page. But it was, they were talking about how the venomous love sucker is, she was going to certify it as being an intelligent animal. And the reason it's so supremely intelligent is that it's capable of doing really useless things. And Sounds like me. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so it's so like, intelligent. I don't, can't remember exactly how it was worded, but it was like clearly a commentary on like how <laughs> we are the most intelligent of all species, but we do the most useless shit in the world all the time. Anyway, it's a great book. I highly recommend. And then I, when I was in uh, the Twin Cities, I hit a couple of bookstores. Fail. She caught it. She caught, caught it. it. She caught no, it. No thanks to you. I am a I'm a championship um, beverage taster. Let's just put it at that. Nice. That nice. is a quality that a lot of teachers have to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is. A, I was raised by a teacher. I can attest to that. That is one of our uh, subtext skill sets: is uh, <laughs> beverage consumption. I know. Now I'm at a job where, like, if I want to have a drink during the day, I can. And I, I know. Really I know. Like, but I was like, when I was a teacher, man, I could sure during my prep period. Oh man. Almost there was a job. lot of times I would have made a lot fewer mistakes if they would have <laughs> they would have let me just take the edge off a little bit. Almost every job I've had has required me to drink on the job, so that's nice. Yeah. That is nice. Required you to drink on yeah. the job. Yeah. Yeah, like occasions such as this um, beautiful. I interned for the Wine Growers Association. Okay, that's that's reasonable. And I've worked for a winery for ten years. I guess that makes sense. And then you were my boss, so I mean that's kind of a requirement in itself. There we go. On the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I bought a couple of books. Okay. I went to um, 
Birchbark books again, mm-hmm. which I love. And I went to Next Chapter books. And I bought... I haven't um, been to Next Chapter, but I've been to Birchbark. It's really cool. Because I'm a Minneapolis lover. Yeah. They have a lot of cool bookstores. They really do. They really do. It's a fun city for books. There's another one that's not quite open yet. I think they're still fundraising to... I think they're still fundraising to open. And it's a woman, black woman owned um, bookstore. Tommy has talked to me about it before. Yeah, it's called Wet Garnet. And it's... Yep. I've had my eye on that one, too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Cool. All right. So, Britt, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, boy. Yeah. Who are you? What What makes you you? <laughs> um, How come well, you're in Iowa? Yeah. Um, that's funny that you say that, because usually people meet me, and they're like, you're really from Iowa? Because, um, yeah, apparently I have a vibe that I'm not from here. But I am. Yay. Yay. Uh, grew up in the big old town of Perry, Iowa, uh, population 7,000-ish, um, and then went to UNI. And uh, became a teacher. Yes. Um, That's usually the path a lot of us take. Um, And I taught one year and uh, freaked out. Didn't like it. Had some book burnings, actually. So that was scary. And then I... You burned books or someone else burned books? Someone else did. It was crazy. And this was back in 04. So it was like a a hard time. Wait. At your school? Um, they did it at the church after school, but they didn't like a new book I was teaching at the time. Speak by Lori Halls Anderson had just oh, come out and it was definitely one that was freaking some people out. I had a lot of challenges that year. So it was my first year teaching too. And you're like 21 and you don't know anything. It was, I had the atypical, terrifying first year teacher like experience. Yeah. Um, but shout out to some of my babies. Uh, a lot of them became teachers that year. So Liz Love, Jamie O'Dell, I know you listen. Yay. Um, <laughs> thanks. Hopefully I didn't screw you up too much that year. Um, but then I took some time off and I taught uh, for colleges and then did a little nonprofit work. And then I went back and taught in Waterloo for a long time. I was a sixth grade English teacher at Bunger Middle School. Go Wolves. And was a volleyball and track coach and loved it. I probably would have done it forever. I loved uh, Waterloo Schools. Um, I think urban teaching gets a bad rap in Iowa. I say urban for Iowa because anywhere else, you know, it's not <laughs> urban. But um, but it was a fun place to work. And I had really supportive um, administrators and got to have a lot of creativity with what books I taught. And it was a blast. It was a blast. And they let me invite authors uh, to come and I got a lot of creativity. So um, it was great. But then ended up back in central Iowa, you know, family things and family happens. And yeah, so back here and I decided to go after my PhD in education and try to work on the system a little bit. We're a little we're a little bruised. A little bit. We're a little battered. <laughs> and uh, so I'm learning a lot over at Iowa State and but I miss teaching, I miss schools. So this is a perfect time to be able to still help all my friends in education and uh, especially my school librarian friends um, and my um, classroom teachers who are really looking for ideas, but they are busy and overwhelmed because of everything that's going on with public education right now. So hopefully I can just be a friend that comes in and tells them about new cool books and how to put them in their classroom and any other things they need. I'm there. 
I'm going to be the lady. <laughs> You're the lady. Brits yeah. The lady. And also help indie bookstores. It's like a perfect combination because I've been a lover for a long time. And yeah, so it was a perfect, perfect opportunity because I've been a, a customer here since you guys opened. So yeah, worked out. Yeah. We're so excited. You're like, there could be, there's no better person for this job than yeah. you. Like you were made for it. Sorry, yeah. I'm not talking close enough to the mic. <clears throat> yeah, it worked out. So it was kind of kismet that it all worked out for everyone involved. So yeah, yeah. I'm and having so, fun every single day. Good, like every yay. time I open an email and all this, I was like, I can't believe I get to do this for I know. Work. I actually like opening my emails from you because you always have something cool in there. Like Aww. you've done something neat and it's like, oh, yes, I'm, this is awesome. I'm just having so much fun because I think we're going to really make an impact. And I think there's a lot of um amazing but tired teachers out there and we yeah. can really be a fun a fun solution for them so yeah and you know like we know what you know we know what it is to be teachers yeah and it's and a hard you know you hear people say oh, it's a thankless job it's a hard job and, and that's true but like ha- having lived it right it's also a job that's so rewarding but it yeah. also takes it takes so much energy to love other people's children. It really does. And I mean, there's some I miss terribly. I think about them all the time now that they're adults. I follow them on social yep. media. And <laughs> I um, like I'm, I swell with pride every time they do something amazing with their yes. lives. But you don't realize the, the ex- exhaustion that comes from getting to love other people's kids yes. and making sure that they're okay. And it's, yeah, it's a beautiful gift and a uh, you know, across to bear at the same time. It's yeah, yeah, it's both. And so it's always been important to us to recognize the work that educators do and to do our best to support them. Yeah. I mean, there's teachers in the field last year that it wasn't my job anymore, but I was a union rep for a long time. And so I would come to the rescue and I also helped with book censorship issues back before they became a trend, Um, (laughs) a a nightmarish trend that is happening. Um, I used to help with my friends up in Cedar Falls and Waterloo and they'd get uh, something happening up there and I'd, I'd write letters and work with the ALA on backing people up. And then last year I had a friend that had a situation and I'd I was like, I'm going to step in. I have no authority anymore. But sometimes just having another person there that understands what you're doing because it is such a hard job. And then when you get extra stuff on top of it, it can be so demoralizing. So I'm really glad we're doing this. I'm glad that we can take our school and book expertise and step in and and make some teacher's days. So, yeah. And there's a lot we can do to help. Like, right. We can we can get um, schools books at a really great discount competitive with anything else they're going to get but with that sort of personalized touch that help with curation your educators working with educators um but we also just want to do things to support schools so like we've we've had conversations about you know what if we have teachers in our area that are dealing with like book ban things how can we come alongside them and go to bat for them too you know yeah Really? I mean, that's something I'm passionate about. That's yeah, something I same. plan on doing as we see legislation hopefully turn around. But if it doesn't, you know, we can be a voice that talks about the damage that can do to a community and, and its schools, its public schools. And also, like, if you're bogged down right now because, you know, assessments or assisting your students with something more important, like their their needs and their mental health and their well-being, and you just need someone to come in and spot you some ideas on writing standards to go with a new book that you've purchased or 
activities that you could do for a final assessment. That's what we want to be here for because we want to be a resource and a place where you could maybe purchase the new best book set that's inclusive and amazing for your classroom. So hopefully we can be both and for people. And, you know, that's really the way advocacy should work. So, yeah. Yeah. And so one thing that we have coming up that I'm so excited about is Britt had this idea that makes total sense. And we've had um, a really huge response to it so far. Um, And the only thing, it's just been posted as an event. Like there's not been any other advertising or letting people know besides maybe a few word of mouth. And it was just a simple posting of a, the Facebook event being set up. Yeah. It's of all of our socials, it's only on the Facebook and it's, yeah, it's still like, just like exploding. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be one hell of an event. And when I've talked to teachers in here, just like you were saying, Britt, this weekend, like if I'm checking somebody out and I see they have a teacher account with us, we give a teacher discount, by the way. Um, I'll say, hey, have you heard about this event? And they'll be like, yeah, I did. I'm coming. So tell us what we're doing. Yes, we're we're creatively calling it De-Stress with Dog-Eared Books. And there is no <laughs> pressure, but we really love you to come hang out with us because we're a good time. Like, we're a good time. And, we're a great time. And one, like, we, we want to show you we're a good time. Like, there's no pressure to come. But, like, I know, um, we know, we have six current or former teachers on staff right now. And we know that those first uh, few weeks slash months, I used to feel better about November 1st. It was always like a big time when I feel better. They're just real shitty. I'm not going to lie. Like they're terrible. You're either like trying to figure out all your students needs or you're dealing with constant parent phone calls or you're getting to know a new administrator, all those things that don't really get talked about, but they're super stressful. Well, you know, you think of a job that's so relationship based. Yeah. I was always very sad at the beginning of a school year because it would remind me of like, how far I'd come with my kids the previous year. And yes. I was like, oh, I have to start all over again my and like the build way. these relationships. It is hard to start over. Yeah, it is hard to start over. And it's, yeah. So there's, it there's takes no a lot of energy to, like, to be patient. To it yes. does. It does. So with that in mind, tell us what we've decided to do. Well, Wednesday, August 31st, we would love for you to come to the store and we want you to come so much. We're going to close the store unless you're an educator. And then you can come on in, show your school ID get a free beverage, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. And it's going to be like a good cocktail too. We're not like, like skimping on you. We're making like a batch of a it craft has cocktail. absinthe in it. Yeah, like it's cuz it's like banned. <laughs> the like, green cool. fairy. <laughs> we're going fancy for the people who deserve it. So we're going to have a craft cocktail, we're going to have an NA version. We're going to have some cheese boards here. We're going to have some activities. I just worked with our new special events person, Emily, who you met last week. And we um, ordered in like new puzzles, some craft ideas. And then we're going to do what teachers do best. We're going to walk around and like just talk shit and get to know each other and gossip. (laughs) We should call it... uh... Talk oh shit God. with teachers. I know, I know. That'd be a great the podcast in itself, teachers right? Lounge, teachers teachers talking oh shit. If you like, guys ever want to do a sub podcast, let me know. Teachers talking it. shit. Like we have enough. <laughs> I have enough memories. I can keep us going for a teachers while. Teachers talking shit. 
Yeah. yeah. Shit this this makes me think we should have like maybe a monthly event called like the teacher's lounge or something. <gasps> oh, <laughs> see, we're already getting ideas. So if you think that, that, you know, we don't love you, you're wrong. So we're going to close for four hours and you're going to have, it's an open house style event. You can come anytime between four and eight. We are going to have displays of new books that are going to be coming out this fall. And we're working with Tandi on that to like set that up and be amazing. But really it's just about, can you have a quiet place to download all your stress, enjoy a beautiful environment, get a free beverage, get some snacks, sign up for a wish list, which we're going to create and keep behind the register. So if you have parents, PTO members, even if you're some of my friends from the Lou coming from far away, I know you're out there. We want to keep this on hand because you can tell your friends from Central Iowa, I've got a wish list at Dog Eared Books, and we can help you curate some selections for your classroom library. And we're also going to have door prizes. I started picking them out and they're going to be amazing. So you can sign up and we're going to have some second place and first place options uh, for elementary, middle grade and high school teachers. So lots of door prizes, lots of fun, six prizes. What teacher doesn't love free crap? Like none, none. (laughs) I'm not a teacher and I still love free stuff. So (laughs) every time the army would visit the career fair, I would go get those free post-its because I tell you, like you tell me free stuff and I will go grab it. So it's going to be a fun night, but also just get all these teachers together in one place and be like, hey, we hear you. We see you. Um, You know, we support you. Um, I exist. Hello, my name is Britt. And also um, have you guys mingle with each other because sometimes it just helps to look each other in the eye and know you're going through the same thing. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a really fun day for us. So Yeah, I am too. It's going to be so cool. Hopefully the first of many teacher events we have here. Yeah. Okay. All right. I need to take a break and eat some cheese. <laughs> Okay, what do we have left? So, Ellen, tell me about those new releases. Okay. <laughs> okay. Two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, new and hardcover. We have The Last White Man by Mohsin Hamid. So, oh, what a title. Or is it Hamid? Hamid? I don't know. I don't and know it depends um, because it regionally names can differ. Okay, so he is the author of Exit West. Okay. Oh. Your skill. Fantastic book. So the premise of this book is sort of a reimagining of metamorphosis. Mm. And the idea is that white people wake up with dark skin. Oh, like a Kafka, like retelling. Exactly, Here we go. Exactly. Um, so one morning, Anders wakes up and finds that his skin has turned dark. And soon the same starts happening. So, like, his lover, Ina. Anders sounds very, like, Scandinavian. Right. And there, it sort of takes place in this unnamed society. But basically all of the light-skinned people in this society turn dark. And so it's sort of what would what would happen in that situation. That's fascinating. And, mm-hmm. I mean, so I've read Exit West, and he's a fantastic writer. So, and this is a... Like, you know, Exit West was not a long book. It was a pretty slim volume, but it, mm-hmm. like, packed a powerful punch. I think this one's going to be the same thing. Ooh. Is this the one that's I'm going to add it to my list. Purpley cover. Yeah, it's got a really cool purple cover. Yeah. And then another one, actually, I've had this arc at home for a while, but I didn't get to it in time. It's called The Properties of Thirst by Marianne Wiggins. So this is the first book she's published in a long time, but she is a National Book Award Book Award and Pulitzer Prize finalist. Wow. And so this book is World War II era, and it's this family that's living in California. And there's this guy... And his wife has died. He's raising his twin 
children. They're teenagers, a boy and a girl. So they're kind of on the cusp of adulthood. And he spent many years sort of fighting like the LA Water Corporation, like protecting his land. He, he lives on this ranch and he's very concerned about the environment and the well-being of the land. Well, his son, upon turning 18, enlists in the military, is deployed to Pearl Harbor right before the bombings. Oh, wow. And tragedy ensues. Later, the government wants to build an internment camp on the land right next to his property. And so this fight that he's had for like the, the preservation of the land becomes something much deeper. Mm. Um, and so that's what it's about. And then his daughter, so his the other twin, becomes sort of entangled in this kind of love affair with the person who's building the camp. So the Department of Interior person who's who's charged with building the camp, but who also in this process starts to realize like, maybe he shouldn't be doing this. And so anyway, that's what the book's about. It sounds, sounds juicy. Yeah. It's a big book. And then I'll forgive it. This one's right. What? She hit the table and I know I'm going to be able to hear it when I edit it. She like politely put her hands up. Don't stop it. I have it. It's on my end. I know exactly where it is. Yeah, that sounds in my living room. Yeah. Okay. And then um, The Many Daughters of Afong Moy by Jamie Ford. This one sounds really cool. This one was on our Libra. Yeah. Okay. So the premise is that you have this poet laureate, Dorothy Moy, and she has had throughout her life sort of dissociative episodes and mental health struggles. And she has used her poetry as a way to sort of process those experiences and now she's a mother she has a five-year-old daughter and her daughter is exhibiting some of these kinds of episodes and her daughter feels like she can remember the experiences of her ancestors mm, so dorothy dorothy starts this sort of like new age radical approach to like therapy where she can connect with her ancestors and so I'm excited about this she one. anyway. Yeah, so anyway, like she so Dorothy starts like forging these connections with all the ancestors in the Moy family, the women, and they all have these like vastly different life experiences, all the way back to Afong Moy, who was the first Chinese woman to set foot in America. Mm. And it sounds really cool. And then lastly, new and hardcover, we have the Book Eaters by Sunyi Dean. So I, when I was reading the premise of this, I was like what the fuck but also i kind of want to read it so it takes place in the yorkish moors and there is a clan of people who eat books and when they eat yes when okay. they when they yes. eat books they retain all the contents of the book interesting yes. so like literal osmosis like yes yes. yes okay i read the inside plot of this the other yes. day and i was like whoa but interestingly so the women Mm-hmm. are raised on this like diet of books that are about like fairy tales and oh. cautionary tales much like we are right like you know so there's a subtext how to be a woman yes. in the yeah. world um and so devon is a part of this sort of long time book eating clan <laughs> prestigious clan of people and she's been raised on this you know fairy tales and cautionary tales and then she has a child of her own a boy and he has a hunger not for books, but for human minds. Brains. Oh Brains. my, yeah. this is interesting. It's crazy. 
I haven't read it, but it's already. I I think I think where it's where it's going, and I'm not positive because I've not read it yet, is that she's raised with this idea of like a happy ending and a fairy tale ending, and what happens when your life is actually a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, and which sort of very fitting. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm excited for that one. What's coming out in paperback, Ray Ray? So this next one's pretty exciting, especially for people who love audiobooks and rom-coms. So Julia Whelan, who is the queen narrator of audiobooks. If you have listened to an audiobook, it's likely you have listened to Julia Whelan so speak it. I don't really listen to audiobooks, but I have so many friends who do. And like she's like the favorite narrator. Oh, like yeah. Hands down of she, everybody. Her. I will return a book if it's a bad narrator. So yeah, it's her a big factor. Love her range of voices mm. and is just incredible. Um, so many authors request and only will allow her to read their books. And so she's she's written a novel. Yeah. And I read the novel. It was so You read good. it? I did. Oh my god. Oh my god, tell me all about it. It was great. It was set in Oxford. I didn't know you actually read it. Yeah, I can read. I mean, I know you can read. I didn't know you'd read that one. Yeah, no, I really liked it. It came out a while ago. So this is her second, well, I assume second novel, because I haven't seen another one since. But it's another one of a novel by her, Julia Whelan. Um, And it's called Thank You for Listening. So she basically has written herself into a book in a way. So it's about an audiobook narrator. And um, so at a conference in Vegas, she has like a real good night with a charming stranger. And then she is on the way home and she gets asked to do the narration for a romance writer who's like very well known and very prolific and people love this author. And it's like the the author's last yeah, romance It's novel. her last book. Um, and so she doesn't love the genre, which is really ironic for Julia Whalen because she reads a lot of romance, um, narrates it as an audiobook narrator. And so, but she agrees to do it out of respect for the author. Um, so the narrator of the male part, so it'll be a dual narration, um, is Brock McKnight. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most secretive voices in the industry. So like no one knows who he really is. <laughs> Thank you, <Yeah>. Ellen. <laughs> so, in the comfort of anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> I can't say the word. In um, a shroud of secrecy. <laughs> Rock and Swanee. Oh, and she's a former actress. Um, they grow close and form, like, you know, a real connection that soul um, connection but then of course you know in any book you gotta have that kind of like blow up moment so things get tense conflict and, ensues yeah secrets are revealed I feel, like, I feel like he might have been the one night stand in vegas i don't know i'm picturing this plot arc uh, oh my god i didn't even put that one together i feel like you he just might be the one night stand. no you didn't ruin it i'm sorry maybe it was his dad something related okay okay um, so the next one, okay, we'll basically read that book because it sounds fantastic. And Julia Whelan is the queen of Yes, narration. I have so many people, friends in my life who listen to audiobooks who rave and rave about So her. if you like Taylor Jenkins Reid, she narrates Taylor J- TJR's books. Most, all of them, I believe. Okay. So, like Malibu Rising, I'm sure she's doing Carrie Soto that's coming out next month. Okay. Um, we'll have to see. So next up in paperback is The Family Firm by Emily Oster. So... Or Oster, 
Oster, she's a mom and a professor of economics. So this um, is nonfiction. Yeah. She lays out how to run a family with some, you know, the methods that are well known, tried and true. Um, uh, like business management. So yeah. she's not saying like take a, you know, impersonal approach, but that like what we know works in managing people like in a business could be applied to managing your household and make it less. Right. And she really focuses yeah, on like that post um, newborn child, like post infant parenting um, that can be done a lot more smoothly if they have a better management approach to things like how your day-to-day activities, um, what you're eating, how you're managing schoolwork and different things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, as a, as a mom, so my oldest is 13, my youngest is six. I have three kids. It's like, we're very much in this phase of like, who needs to be where, when, and then like, how am I making sure that you are now that you have a little more independence, like, that you're still brushing your teeth and you're, right. you know, eating yeah. appropriate foods and you're not having too much screen time, but, you know, like so, helping all of your kids find balance right. and, and then like, you know, investing but not where in it's your... stressful or so choppy or anything. It's got that yeah. very just ongoing smooth process to it. Yeah. I'm interested. Uh, she's written other parenting books that have been really popular and you know, I don't read a lot of parenting books, but I am interested in this one because I do find that like. It is stressful to, you know, having a newborn is its own kind of stress. Having a baby is its own kind of stress. But once your kid, like, is out in the world and they're not just at home with you all the time or, or you know, in daycare or whatever, but, you know, it's it's a whole other thing. <laughs> and then lastly in paperback, we have Just Another Love Song by Carrie Winfrey. Um, oh, Sandy. Sandy's the main character. I just thought of Grace immediately. So hands Sandy. I only say handy because Sandy and Hank, gosh dang it, I really, two bottles of champagne was not a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> but we're having a great time. It's a good thing I'm really working for it's another hour. It's worth the memory. Give the crackers <laughs> over here. So Sandy and Hank, oh, this is like you. They're high school sweethearts. Um, and, but they're, oh, this is not like you. Their relationship <laughs> ended when Sandy, uh, she stayed back in the small town of Ohio, where, in Ohio where they lived. And Hank, he went out east. Um, he wanted to become a musician. Um, mm. Oh, man. This is like almost classic Hallmark meets really yes, good romance. So he becomes a country star. And he's back in town. I'm not going to lie. It's like, like one I of those made movie. for Netflix movies, yes. right? Everybody's Around the holidays. Everybody's I've seen, seen this movie. movie. And it's like this. You just, you know, you're going to love it because it's going to make you squeal. <laughs> and um, so he's back in town. And of course, they get thrown together in a plan for the town's annual street fair. And it's kind of like a will they, won't they? They're questioning the feelings and you know, see what happens, I assume. But yeah, that sounds like a, if you want a solid romance and you just really need something that's like cute and comforting, this is going to be a really good read for you. Brit, do you want us to tell us about the children's reads this week that are coming out? Yes. Okay. So there's a picture book called Pick Me by Max Amato. And it has super bright illustrations, lots of ice cream related funs. It's all about ice cream and ice cream flavors at the shop. 
and they're all telling the story and what they think, um, why they think they're the best flavor and they want to be chosen. Um, but there's a flavor that's kind of a diva, Rocky Road, and um, <laughs> Rocky Road informs them that what will actually happen to them, and they start like hyping up the others. So, oh, no, that's kind of horrible. That's like, the I know, it's really cute, you know, though. Like, but it's a great really, little like, the commercials where cereal eats itself really bothers me. So, I hope it's not like that. But now I want to go over the marmalade noon and have some ice cream. Yes, um, there's an early reader called shark and bot zombie donut attack by brian yanish <laughs> and this is the third in a popular early reader graphic series and basically there's zombie donuts and hilarity ensues and so if you're a fan of the series by brian yanish then it is definitely a must come by here at the store for you then we have a middle grade graphic novel called invisible and i actually had just added this to a list and tonby and i were talking about it on saturday it sounds so good it sounds so Yeah, good. we were talking about it because we have this teacher event coming up, and I said, I want to make sure we have this in the store. Um, it's by Christina Diaz-Gonzalez and Gabriella Epstein, and basically it's like a breakfast club type thing where five kids are stuck in school doing community service, and they all come from different cliques and social groups. Um, they're all Latinx, which is really great, and when they realize someone in their midst um, needs help, they like decide whether they're going to kind of rally around this or not. Um, I'm really big on Latinx authors for Iowa schools. We have to realize that this is our fastest growing minoritized population in Iowa, and it's really important. And um, there's a lot of great um, books coming out this fall by Latinx authors. So this is great. And I would say about this one, too, what sort of struck me in reading the description is that you have these kids because I think sometimes we paint with a broad brush. We're like, oh, you speak Spanish. You must be from you know, Mexico, or like, we don't understand, like a lot of white people don't appreciate mm -hmm. that there's like all the nuances of Latinx of culture. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so these kids, these five kids, even though they're all Latinx, they're like, we don't have anything in common. Yeah. Right? But their administrators, their teachers, their society feels like you, they do. Yeah. The, I, I think it sounds cool that it's talking a lot about like, yes, these kids have this thing in common and they're able to sort of unite, but also they're, really perceived by a lot of people as being the same and they're very much not the same yes mm -hmm. yes so. we call that white privilege ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yes it does exist Dude. all right um our last middle grade new release is called isaiah dunn saves the day by kelly j baptiste oh, and it's a sequel um to isaiah dunn is my hero which was a big hit and um, in this story, Isaiah is starting middle school and his mentor, Kobe, is getting up to all kinds of trouble and basically he's trying to figure out what is really going on so he can kind of step in for his friend. So Isaiah Dunn Saves the Day by Kelly J. Baptiste. We hope you come in and ask for that at the store. Yay! And that first one was adorable. Yeah, this one it was a good trouble yeah. junior. It was a good trouble. Or not a good trouble junior. Good trouble pick. Mm -hmm. Oh, for the book club. That's yeah, for awesome. our middle schoolers. Ellen, what's poppin' at the store? Well, on Wednesday at 10 a.m., Story Hour with Ray Ray and Fake Lovey. Fake Lovey's looking real rough lately. I don't know. Yeah, should looked... we take Fake Lovey to the laundromat or something? <laughs> I yeah. just like every we day. We need a dry cleaning. All the yeah. time I see Can you fake watch lovey? this dog? <laughs> Actually, my son Moses was in here playing with Fake Lovey the other day. I like Fake Lovey at... gets played with all the time. Oh my gosh, kids just full on like grab that thing. And I was. Well, you know, we have another Fake I Lovey know, up I... here. Maybe we should swap I it out. I pointed to parents and go, 
fake love used to look like that. <laughs> it's just Why like, don't we just swap them out? Would we put first fake lovey up there? Yeah. Or wash first fake lovey. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just, let's keep the nice one up there and dry clean fake lovey. All right. That's your job. Okay. I'll take her. I'll take her. Okay. Um, and then on Saturday from two to four, we have a great <gasps> event. It's a book launch oh, yes. with author illustrator. And Ames local, Derek Anderson, yes. who I've seen before. I've taken my kids to see him at the library. He is so much fun. He cares so much about putting on an event that kids will love and will engage with. And so, yeah, he's going to be reading from his books. Um, he's going to be doing art demonstrations. So how he illustrates his books. And we're going to have cookies. And I'm pretty sure Lovey is going to be dressed in a special costume. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about that road trip to Ames for the weekend, this is a good weekend to do it. Yeah. And see really... this author and, you know, walk your main street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He really is such a delight to, so to it's see this weekend august 6th at two o'clock to 4 p.m which is exciting and next week we're gonna have tombi on the podcast and because um we're recording on the first um this is obviously coming out on the second but stories for story county is starting again today so we'll have her back next week to share more about that but if you want to donate books to schools for store in story county uh, stop into the bookstore, and we have a great selection curated by Tombi um, for you to choose from. Um, we also have book bundles available, that, and all these books are going to be 20% off. And then coming soon to the website, we're going to have book bundles available to purchase online to donate to the schools in Story County. So stay tuned for no- more information on that. There's some great books on that list, so hopefully you come in and support it. Yes, there's some great ones on the list. I it's- love the Julie Murphy book. It's been so much fun to watch Tommy put them together and be curating yeah. this selection. Well, you know, we started it last year, and so then I feel like this year is like just it, we it's just we just mm-hmm. up the game. So I'm yeah. excited about it, and now we've got Brit on board. So I just like it's gonna go. It's gonna it's go cool places. You want to do something nice for a teacher? It's a great way to come in and like oh we've already gosh, picked the yes. books for you, and you can yep. really add some inclusive lit to their classroom yeah. library. And you know, we always, uh, teachers always appreciate like mm-hmm. any kind of like donation oh, to yeah. their school libraries. Yep. You know, we're always working to try to make it when better. When people would give me a box of Kleenex, I would get emotional. <laughs> I know, so I'm too. Like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, thank oh my you. god, real Kleenex. <laughs> like, this I was is the amazing. Kid that carried her own personal Kleenex in her backpack because yes. no teacher ever had Kleenex. And you Kleenex. know, like, p- part of like, I think being a former teacher, but like, you know, when I see like the teacher wish list go out for like, mm-hmm. yeah, know, buy this, you know, bulk granola bar or this would, yeah. like, I always, I always do that because I'm like, they were so mm-hmm. hard you spend so much money so you guys much don't their, even not, know first of all they're not being paid nearly well enough nope. and they're spending so much of their own money and their energy and their time mm-hmm. and their like personal well-being caring for my kids so yeah that reminds like, me to stop by sam's club too because i have several good friends that are teachers and i was like danielle what do you need for your classroom she goes i just need a buttload of yellow yeah. number two pencils. Just get them for me. You know oh, those Triconderoga pencils. I tell you what, like you know when what people I give would to my donate kids those teachers every year, I get them a box of like the three hundred <laughs> sharpened pencils. Yep. Oh, when they're already sharpened. Oh, that's because so... someone gave that to me once as a teacher, and I was like, "Fuck yes!" My mom somehow always got the most incredible amount of like supplies. Like she had more than enough Kleenex. I'm like, 
how do you? She's a first grade teacher. The parents give everything. Yeah, and I would. Then, I would say it's definitely also whiteboard markers. So I would take them to my oh, teachers. Yeah, and my teachers would be like, oh, "You're Once amazing." Once you get into middle school, and high school, yeah. it's a little bit less. But you know, yeah. I would say like, it, you know, it's your, if you're getting your kids ready to start school, or mm-hmm. even if you don't have school age kids, but you want to support teachers. Yeah. There's so many ways you can do that. You can do that with books. You can do it with, you know, like classroom supplies, Kleenex. Yeah. Like, so one thing I would suggest doing is even if you don't have school age kids, you know, any of your like local stores like Target or whatever, mm-hmm. or go to their school website, they have like their supply list. Right. And there's usually like an optional like things like, you know, antibacterial wipes. Or, oh, those like, Clorox wipes were such a lifesaver for me because right. my custodian... Um, one year had breast cancer and we were all like cleaning our own rooms to help her out. And I went through so many of those. Like yes. you just don't know what's going on. And oftentimes schools have cut their budget. Snacks, yep. Yep. snacks are huge. Fruit so like, snacks. There are so many ways that you can, you know, and teachers are so appreciative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, a, it's a little of, thing you can do that has a big impact. A lot of um, teachers are putting like their wish list on Amazon, which Yes, Amazon can suck, but unfortunately, it's a very convenient way for grandparents who live out of state or just random strangers to be able to donate to the classroom. So um, ask your teacher, ask your child's teacher, ask your But if neighbors, it's books, like, come to dog your books. Yeah, come to books. I mean, books have your us, child's like, teacher come on August 31st and make their wish list and we'll, we'll keep it on yeah. shop their by books the register their and you can come in all school year. So maybe you want to do something fun around the holidays or we your child was a real... Um, treat one day and you need to say <laughs> you're sorry then come in and see yes. if they have a list at dog-eared books and buy them and the lists are classroom. really cute too I'm and saying, i'll deliver I mean, it to their classroom for them and just yeah. surprise them for oh, them yeah. Cute yeah yeah so we are um all about kids all about teachers and we are educators and school we know that august is like you're kicking it back you know you're getting into gear and uh, we're here for you. Katie will refuse to talk about school before August 1st. I Katie guess. is one of our booksellers who is a teacher. She, I guess she can talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like that when I was a teacher. I tried I to like you. separate. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Thank you, Britt, for joining us. Yes. Yay. Cheers. Oh, that was really loud. Okay. Thanks for being a badass teacher and an advocate yeah. for kids. Here we go. Her. Um, so and proud an advocate to have you. for your coworkers too. Like, yeah. That's oh incredible. yeah. You're yep. a superhero. We're proud to have you. I'll mess and some people up. Excited for what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, what's our sign off? Keep the book campaign flowing and the books going. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Amanda, know. Amanda, you gotta come back and get us in the <laughs> shape. We, we don't know what we're doing. Is she back next week? She's back Wednesday. Oh, so she'll miss the podcast again. No, she'll be back this Wednesday. This Wednesday, like in two days. Oh. But then she's at the Women in Ag Conference all day Thursday. Which is her first day back. So we probably won't see her until Friday. Go to the conference because then you get a special Farmer Lovey sticker. That's all. Bye. Bye. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow. Because you want to find out what's happening in dog-eared books every single week. Yeah. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at at dog-eared books Ames or at dog-eared books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. (laughs)